Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey everybody, welcome into Lucas Oil Stadium. Oh, This wow. is Rapid Reaction brought to you by Byers Auto. Surprise Ohio Arnold. State, wow. the three consecutive, uh, third consecutive Big Ten Championship is in the books. 34-21, they really had to uh, earn this one. Fell behind by 14, uh, early 14 at halftime, and then one of the most dominant second halves that you can have in a high-stakes environment. Uh, to stay undefeated and punch a ticket to the college football playoff, they will find out uh, at noon on Sunday where they are headed. Uh, Tim? Yes. What a wild ride this one was. Dude, when they finally got a touchdown, because they got, they got into scoring territory a few times in the first half and kept shooting themselves in the foot, so to speak, giving up big sacks, et cetera, maybe taking too long by Justin Fields. My point is, and then they score a touchdown, and you're going, okay, they're back in this, and then boom, Jonathan Taylor goes about 50, and then they get a uh, – Wisconsin gets a quick touchdown just before halftime. I'm going, you know what? I don't think this is happening tonight for the Ohio State Buckeyes <laughs> because it just wasn't there on offense or defense. I've never – I'm telling you, I've covered a lot of football games. I've never seen a team, this Ohio, an Ohio State team, flip like this one did in such a big situation. I've seen some great comebacks, like the one at Minnesota, et cetera. Yeah. But this is one for the books because Justin Fields, like I said, did you feel like an MVP at halftime? And he basically said, if anything, he came out a little too logy. Maybe not really 100%. I thought there was no juice from anybody on the, yeah. on the, in the first half. The second half, I mean, he had he had a half for the ages. I think you could point to a lot of things, Berm. I'll let you give your take on it. I mean, they knew they had clinched a spot. They had just come off of these two emotional wins with Penn State and Michigan, and it's hard to stay up for three straight top ten opponents. Like You could find a lot of reasons for them to come out sure. and have a bad half like hard, that. Hard to beat a but the good other one team is that once, Wisconsin, let alone twice. Yeah, Wisconsin is a good team. Like There are yes. a lot of things that go into it. This is the first time that they've had to go actually prove it from a hole. Yeah. I, you know, it's crazy because that, that drive you're just talking about, the the twenty the touchdown to make it 21-7 before the half. Wisconsin was absolutely content to run the clock oh, out. Oh, yeah. And then the Buckeyes had eight guys that forgot how to tackle on one play, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, let's uh, take advantage. And I tweeted something at halftime, and I said, it reminded me of the Iowa game in 2017 and the Purdue game last year where there were fluky kind of touchdowns towards the end of the half. And in both those games, Ohio State went into the locker room and folded up shop, ready to go home. And uh, today, I was standing right by the locker room as they walked in it at halftime. And there wasn't a single like look of concern on anybody's face. And at the moment, I thought, wow, that's kind of weird. They're still unemotional. And then I realized, wait a second, they're just a bunch of professionals who understand yeah. this game wasn't over. And I asked a lot of people on the sideline in the second half and in the celebration scrum, what the hell was said at halftime? <laughs> and to a man, the response was, we were calm and we said, we are going to win this game. It and that was it. Yeah, it doesn't and now, seem like a yeah. whole lot, because I asked Greg Madison about that. It's like, what what adjustments did you guys make? What Was there a speech or any moment? Tackle. Like, well, no, they, they didn't tackle well. They didn't, you know, they didn't, they weren't playing with the same energy we've seen all year. Right. 11 hats going to the football. Let's put it this way. They didn't match what Wisconsin was bringing at them in the first half. You're right. And Wisconsin had nothing to lose as well. And right. Like, 
Ohio State really didn't have that other than the fact that they wanted to win rings. I'm not trying to diminish that at all, but sometimes they can't, that you can come out flat. It's a long season. You're going to have one bad performance. And theirs was one half. One half all year long. And then it was completely dominant to win a championship. Isn't it amazing? That was, a, that was their bad half of the year, and it was crazy how bad it was and then how good it got. And, you know, Justin Fields credited C.J. Saunders was giving a little bit of a talk at halftime, too. You know, C.J. Saunders, the captain who got hurt before the season started, tried to come back, got hurt again, and that was that. I'm going to have a story on that later in the week for us because I talked to C.J. about it also, just uh -huh. about how he found his role. But they had this guy who hasn't played all year stand up and say, hey, finish this thing out. You know, the, it's still there, et cetera. This team is better than this. Get, get with the business. And they did. And, and you know, really – we're going to talk. We're going to talk now about uh, probably about comparing them to LSU, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But when you consider the the hole they put themselves in and climb back out and then sit on top of the mountain, that was crazy tonight. Yeah, there's a lot of things to discuss there with Ohio State and LSU now. Number one and number two, uh, there's going to be, however, you know, as we're standing here, ten hours of debate until they come out uh, <laughs> with the rankings and. You know, I think you can make a case either way. I think Ohio State is the most complete team with the best body of work. And then the other factor here that's Ohio State LSU is Joe Burrow, there's not going to be a debate. He's going to win the Heisman. But Justin Fields, Burr, he's a deserving guy to be in New York. I think it would be uh, an injustice if he's not there. Chase Young is probably, he's in the mix, top three, top four. But really, this is a, a, a clear-cut number one in that regard. And then Justin Fields will probably Justin Fields second. is going to finish second in the Heisman after one year at Ohio State, and that's pretty good. Um, I, Crazy. What I see out of Justin Fields, and I, I, his numbers and statistics are ridiculous, obviously. Fumble today hurt, but that's because he's just trying to make a play. He's so he won't give up on a play. But I'm telling you, folks, if you have watched Ohio State play all year long, you've seen a JT Barrett level of tough out of this quarterback. And, yeah. and he... Every single night in this season, I've seen him do things. I'm like, wow, I can't believe he's getting up. I can't believe he's continuing to go at it. And, you know, sometimes you need a little help. Jeremy Ruckert made the catch of, oh, of, the, of the year, maybe uh, the catch of his life. And sometimes you need a little help yeah. to get you back into a rhythm. And, and you, you got to make plays, man. Yeah, you can see Justin was a little off early in the game and firing wide a little bit, high Missed on Chris the one. Lobby, Chris barely in the, on that post cut in the end zone. You know, I mean, so it's like, you need someone to just come up and make a play, and Jeremy Rucker did. And once that play happened, it was over. Yeah. What? Go ahead. Go ahead, Tim. No, no, I agree because I talked to Jeremy Rucker after the game out here on the field, and uh, you know, he, in his essence, he he kind of said the same thing. A play needed to be made. He had the opportunity. I mean, he doesn't know the ball is going to be way up here, and he's got to go up there and okay. grab it. But he, but the point is, that's why you bring four and five stars to the party. Because they can make a play like that. We all saw, like I said, uh, Justin Fields just missed Chris Olave on a post cut that might have changed the game yeah. early. Oh, yeah. But it didn't happen, and then he gets sacked, and, you know, a couple of those early drives. But I, I agree. I mean, I wrote that story for us a few weeks ago about Justin Fields proving his toughness. Oh, and He's been incredible. And, you know, we expected him to be this sweet, really multi talented, dual threat quarterback. How tough was he going to be? Dude, he answered the bell the entire year with the exception of a couple of plays in the Michigan game. Yeah, that you know, guy, yeah I bet he's looking forward to a little time he off. Said oh, that, yeah. He said that in the locker room. He's going to need some time to get that that ready. He's not going to have much to practice this week. He's going to go to New York. He's going to go to Atlanta for an award show. But as we stand here right now, let's look, let's look forward to this week ahead, guys, on Rapid Reaction brought to you by Byers Auto. I've, 
feel like every time I've guessed about where Ohio State's going to go, what the committee's going to do, how this is all going to play out with the matchup, every time I, I, the committee proves me wrong, I can't, I don't ever know what they're going to do, and I don't know what they're going to do tomorrow. Do you guys have any read on if Ohio State will stay number one, LSU's going to number one, Phoenix, Atlanta, any matchup, any feel at all? It's really weird that you can't read the mind of a body that is entirely subjective and does nothing based on fact and or logic. That's totally crazy. Uh, that I'm you glad you said it. I know I'm, perple- it, I know I'm perplexed it by it that you can't figure it out. But listen, I think it really all shakes down to if Oklahoma's the four now, as we assume they're going to be, it makes sense to me that it's Ohio State, Oklahoma out in Phoenix and LSU, Clemson in Atlanta. That's just the way I, I don't – I know the committee has a lot of different ways to do things, uh, but I think there's no way they send – and this is assuming Ohio State's number one. Well, here's the, here's the problem with that, though, Brian. They're supposed to – the only team that it's supposed to matter for to make sure that you avoid uh, home field advantage or whatever is, is, number, is, the is one. number one. Is the one, okay? Are you giving them a disadvantage by sending them to Phoenix and letting LSU go to Atlanta? Does it hurt then number two if LSU has to play Clemson a couple hours away from their campus? I, I mean, these are the questions they're going to wrestle with, Tim. And well, I, like, yeah. Every time I know all the factors out there, but I still have no clue how they're going to resolve it. Right, but, you know, I don't know how much you have to play, I mean, into that from the standpoint of like we were talking about before the game, this idea of a home field advantage, Atlanta, you know, Atlanta, LSU, I think Ohio State's as close to Atlanta as LSU is, yeah. for example. Yeah. It's definitely closer than Oklahoma is. It's not closer than Clemson. I agree. But but once you once you get in the building, it was like it was ridiculous. This was a this home was a game. Home field advantage yes. for Ohio this State was crazy tonight. tonight. Ohio State fans will show up Absolutely. in Atlanta. They will get second market tickets. Mm-hmm. They will be there at least in a 50-50 <laughs> realm. Don't you agree? Yeah. So I mean, does it matter if you're practicing? Closer to where Clemson's from, I don't know. You know, or or you know. Uh, so anyway, back I to what you're saying. Warmer weather. I mean, I'm looking at this. I'm looking it. at this committee. They had they had LSU number two and Georgia number four going into today on Saturday. Well, it's actually Sunday now as we speak. Yeah. LSU beat the, their number four team soundly. Ohio State beat their number eight team soundly. Finally, again. So the committee has within its power I do believe to step up there at the podium and with a straight face say LSU's number one because in the final game they beat our number four. Yeah it's just such a like I, if they do that why set them up this yeah, way to begin with yeah, exactly I'm supposed you. to take in the whole body of work. And Ohio well, because, State has more top twenty five wins. Uh, they won their conference. They've done it in dominant fashion. They won every single game by double digits. But they've said this is a weekly snapshot and last week Ohio State had beaten its arch rival, you know yeah. A Michigan team that was like ranked, like thir- what were they, 13th, yeah. and LSU had beaten Arkansas. Do you, either of you think that this Wisconsin team would lose to Georgia? No. Georgia is awful. They're a bad team. I don't understand any of this stuff with Georgia. The, the p- people that were clamoring, oh, I'm going to stop right now because it doesn't matter. That'd be another 30 out. minutes because yeah, that's, gonna, the, I'm that's what I'm stop. getting to is the SEC yeah. aspect not, of this is crazy. Yeah. So I'm just going to stop and I'm going to save that because we're going we to talk. We're going to know the matchups. So let's. Let's get some other news out here, the stuff that you guys and I have learned tonight. Uh, this this is way off the radar for, radar for some people, but it's uh, important for Ohio State's recruiting efforts and uh, building the offensive line. We found out that Enoch Vamahi is not going to take his mission. Uh, he's putting That's that off. Important. That's a huge deal for yep. Ohio State. Uh, piece number two, uh, 
the Rose Bowl MVP last year, Brendan White, did not travel with Ohio State to this game. Despite being on the travel roster. There well, was a little bit of a, a mix. Oh, he was not on the travel a list. A gray area. No. No. They just. Scarlet gray area? It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how the mistake was made. He Bottom was line not, is he wasn't here. He was not on the travel list, and, and obviously he wasn't here either. And I'm not sure he practiced much last week from what so, I'm hearing. So, so you can, I think. Our speculation, our guess here of what's our educated guess of what's going to happen here is that this could be a portal situation. It's really been, um, I don't know, a remarkable fall from grace for a guy that we spent the entire offseason talking about being this bullet position and yeah. his Rose Bowl performance. Uh, those are two bits of news. What Anything else that uh, needs to By the way, update? that bullet position took a back seat when Sean Wade just kept getting better and, and, well, and they Warner. figured out exactly. And no fault of Brendan White, but he kind of fell in the cracks. Yeah. And it's hard we, to learn a new position. Yes. And and with a whole new coach. Especially staff, when they don't a, use it. Yeah. I mean, how often did you, I, mean, I told you they should have put the put B it, on yeah. there and flash yeah, because the, the bullet. I mean, did we ever see the bullet when we, very much when we do a oral history of the 2019 Buckeye <laughs> football season. The conversation around the bullet position for the entire spring will go down as the biggest air biscuit of the entire year. I'm not even sure. That it wasn't a root, you know, it's not a real thing. You start thinking, well, they've even, I mean, they, you write about it all the time in recruiting, like they still, they still use it, yeah. yeah. I mean, they still tell them kids, you're the guy at the bullet position. If you've got but, a linebacker that can run with a tight end like Pete Werner could, and uh, you've got Sean Wade who can be the nickel, you want. anything you want. I mean, Sean Wade tackled Jonathan Taylor for a three yard loss, that was a huge play in the second half, yeah. three yard loss in the middle of the field. He popped him. Yeah, as I asked him, what do you he goes? They had to make a play. I go, I'm, I'm going, well, what are you doing there? Yeah. Yeah. All right. There's so much to talk about in the next two weeks, and uh, but why do it all now? Yeah, we're not going to. We're going to head back to Columbus, Ohio, uh, to cover Selection Sunday for the college football playoff. The Buckeyes, 34-21 winners over the Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, here we go. It's time for more games. Uh, the semifinals are coming for the Buckeyes. We're going to find out those details on Sunday at noon. Stick with Letterman Row for all that coverage. and. A little bit of post-game fallout here from Lucas Oil Stadium. That is Tim May. That is Jeremy Birmingham. Behind the camera is Spencer Holbrook. He's got more confetti. I am just Austin Ward. Thanks for following along with us during this that whole Big pathetic. Ten season. We will see you in the playoff. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.